Hey, I'm your host, Yoni, and welcome to the podcast, Hockey Kid. My apologies again for another late episode, and I promise I'll get back on track starting with the next one. So anyway, today we'll be starting off with the Florida Panthers versus Chicago Blackhawks game that happened on Sunday, January 17th. The game started off with the Hawks and Panthers playing very early, uh, very evenly, excuse me, and not much was happening until after 13 minutes had passed when the Blackhawks entered the Florida Panthers' territory, leading a two-on-one rush. Pia Suter, the Blackhawks' rookie, spun around and made a slick pass to Kane, who easily shot it into the net, and the Blackhawks fans partied, as we had just gotten the first goal of the game, or so we thought. The good eye of our longtime coach, Joel Quenville, now coaching the Florida Panthers, caught us offside and replay, and after our coach's challenge, it was determined, unfortunately, that the goal was offside, um, and therefore it did not count. Uh, the first period ended and the second started with the Panthers scoring through traffic on the first minute of the period. The Panthers then capitalized and scored again after Colin Delia lost an edge and wasn't able to get up and make the save. Interestingly enough, instead of the Panthers using the momentum to continue to pressure us and score, uh, we started attacking and in seven minutes we got a very good chance on the Florida goalie. Drieger, and then finally scored on the power play when Keith made a pass to Brinkett, who easily shot the puck past the Florida goaltender. The, t the third period started with us having the momentum from our last goal, and then scoring on a 4-on-4, four -four, evening up the score to 2-2. Two to two. Once again, just like with the Tampa Bay Lightning um, uh, a few games before that, when you just scored two goals and you have the momentum, what do you do? You put pressure on the opposing team, and you get some shots on goal, possibly even score. But once again, instead of doing that, the Blackhawks decided to ease up and continue playing as they did earlier, leading to Florida getting a goal just a minute after the Chicago goal, and then another one two minutes later on a nice tip by Jonathan Huberdeau. Towards the end of the period, uh, towards the end of the game, at three minutes left, Chicago took a penalty on which Florida easily capitalized and scored, with Huberto getting his second goal of the period and the night. The game ended with a score of 5-2. to two. And you know, I'm really just going to say this. The first um, game of the season, the Hawks got four penalties. The next two, including this one, they got three. And then this next one that, that we're going to talk about, they got four. So that's like, what, 14 penalties in four games? You know, if you want to win, it, you, you really can't do that all the time especially towards the end of the game. So, I mean, we didn't necessarily play badly in this game. It's just that things didn't really work out for us. And, um, you know, so we got an offside goal that didn't count, after which Florida scored twice. And just as we evened up the score, they scored a couple more times to win. Uh, generally, I don't think Colin Delia was bad in this game. He was not bad in, uh, he, he was not bad in goal. But my problem with him was that he kept slipping. It might sound funny, but last game he slipped once and let in a goal, just like he did this game. And I think Adelia actually has the potential to be either our starter or backup goalie, or perhaps on a taxi squad. But if he plans on doing so, he has to step up his game and work on being focused and ready to play every game. Um, yeah. And, you know, there was definitely this importance in this particular game also, you know. We were playing in Florida against our former team, a uh, former coach, sorry. A few of the players on the Panthers team had played on our team before, and it was the first game of the season uh, for them, but our, our third game. So this not only gave us an advantage, but it gave us a chance to prove that we were good enough to beat our team, uh, our, to beat 
the coach that, uh, the, the legendary coach, Joel Quendel, who used to uh, coach us a few, just a few years back. Um, but unfortunately, we failed. Another thing that I just have to say is that this game showed how inconsistent our team still is, you know? I mean, we literally lost 5-2 to two against arguably the best team in the league, the current Stanley Cup champions, the Tampa Bay Lightning, and then lost with the exact same score against the Florida Panthers that by far are not the best team in the league. And in fact, I um, they usually can't even get into the playoffs. So, I mean, what it, it is what it is, but um, unfortunate. it's unfortunate that we lost. The game after that was also versus Florida because we're playing in um, two games versus each team at a time. If you don't know how that works, go watch my previous episode. Um, but it was also versus Florida, and this one actually proved to be better for us. Unfortunately, 14 minutes in, Alexander Barkov Jr., the Flo Florida Panthers uh, uh, captain, I believe made a wicked pass to Carter Verhage, who drove up the middle and beat our goalie Kevin Lankin in backhand short side to get the first goal of the game. Three minutes later, the Panthers doubled their lead on a power play when Keith Yandel shot the puck from the blue line after Lincoln and fell down to make the save. Patrick Hornquist uh, caught the bouncing puck and scored. And you know, I've actually noticed uh, upon watching the replays of these games and making this podcast that uh, things that I wouldn't have seen otherwise. For example, uh, I've noticed that at least for the first few games of a season, as soon as our opponents score a goal, the Blackhawks sort of not only lose their momentum, but also sort of give up for the next few minutes, which often leads to our opponents scoring another one. If we want to be a successful team, we really need to, to get into the mindset that other teams will score goals, and that's okay. We just have to continue playing on and get over it. Um, anyway, back to the action. The Blackhawks got a very lucky power play goal after that Panthers goal, and late in the first, with three seconds left on our power play, Kubalik finally scored. Uh, he was uh, he was firing a few one-timers during the power play just to get some shots on goal. And his last one actually went off one or two Florida players, which was very uh, which was a very lucky break for us because uh, had it not gone off that player, the Florida goaltender Bobrovsky would have most definitely stopped it, and we would continue playing with no energy and letting in dumb goals. Um, uh, and actually, I'm a little disappointed in Kubalik the way he's been playing. He hasn't shown any, he hasn't shown the same sort of passion for the game that he showed last season, where he kept on scoring goals, and it's just, it just doesn't feel the same. And this one was really a lucky goal, just a lucky goal, because, um, he shot the puck and it bounced off two Florida Panthers, uh, players and into the net. So it really, it really was a lucky goal. Um, uh, so, you know, I mean, uh, so thinking we could still win, we took a break during the intermission and returned ready for action. It was the third period, uh, uh you know, it was the second period, sorry. Once again, though, the Panthers took advantage of the, of their break as well. And after a breakaway chance stopped by our goalie Lincoln, Verhage ran up and shot the puck into the empty net for a second goal of the game. It actually really was an unfortunate goal because, I mean, Lincoln was trying so hard and made that good save, but unfortunately didn't know where the puck was, which was very interesting. So this is what happened. So uh, there, it was a 1-0. Uh, a the, there was a breakaway chance for the Florida Panthers. 
and the player ran up and he shot it and Lincoln and actually saved it. But the puck squeezed through his legs and um, back into the goal crease just as Verhage ran up to score. Dominic Kublik, though, seemed not to lose his energy after, after that third Florida goal and like literally our, our whole team who just didn't play played very badly after that. And six minutes later, uh, Dominic Kublik got his second his second goal of the game. And interestingly enough, the Blackhawks really started to give up right there, then and there. And um, which was very interesting because when you just get a goal, once again, when you get a goal, that's sort of, that's supposed to give you momentum. That's supposed to um, cause you to try a little bit harder, try to get some more goals. But we sort of gave up. And, uh, you know, um, I was actually ready for another loss then. But with just under a minute left, Patrick Kane drove up the side and made a brilliant goal on, on Florida goaltender Bobrovsky to tie it up and send the game to overtime. And this really shows, you know, that when Kane actually wants to get a goal, to get something done, there's no guy in the league that can outmatch him. No, no matter how good the goalie, no matter if he's a legend or anything, no one can outmatch him. But when he plays like he has this season and the past few seasons with, with no motivation and no love for the game, He's just like any other forward in the league. Overtime opened up. So overtime opened up with both teams looking ready to play. But actually, that was, once again, only for the Panthers. They got some really good chances, but our goalie, Kevin Lincoln, de denied them all. He was really trying, and I could see that, uh, see that. And I really value him for he is one of the players on our team who actually tries. But after multiple attempts... The, the Panthers finally scored a beautiful sequence, got a beautiful sequence to score and win 5-4. to four. Honestly, I think that Lincoln, and although he gave up the same five goals as Delia and Subban did the past few games before that, he was actually better than them. He was more organized than Delia and generally better than Subban. He was more confident, and he just seemed better, you know? He actually played, and he had... He actually played and he had the motivation to, to play and to win, you know, and so had our team had a better night, you know, had Debrinket or Strom or Kubelik or Kane or someone uh, just said, you know what, guys, today is the day we win, and we would have, we would have been ready and organized, we would have easily won, when someone does that, they're showing, they're being a leader, they're really helping their team carry on but unfortunately the only guy capable of that on our team as far as I know at least is Jonathan Taves and he's out on injury reserve so without our good captain we didn't win we moved out of Florida and flew back to Chicago ready to take on our longtime rivals the Detroit Red Wings our coach and general manager Carlton and Bowman finally made a good decision and put Lankin in as our starter but for he had uh, proven to be worthy of it the previous game we started the game fresh and ready to show that we were better uh, than what we showed the previous game. And I was actually really excited about it. I mean, we were facing our longtime rivals that I personally consider the worst team in the NHL at the moment. So if we couldn't win against them, that would be something else. And on top of that, we were playing at home too. So, I mean, you know, it really, it's a really good situation. The game started with Lincoln and making some really good saves. And after 14 minutes, it's funny actually how in all these games, the first goal usually comes around the same time, around 13 slash 14 minutes in. 
so after 14 minutes, we got a power play, and after the puck bounced right to Kane, he settled it and easily shot it past uh, Detroit goaltender Thomas Grice. The game continued to be very interesting, with both teams playing with a lot of energy and making brilliant saves um, at both ends of the rink. A few minutes after half the game had passed, as we were making good plays at the other end, the puck was passed by Strong to Dehan, who let one rip and doubled our lead. We played on and again on another power play with 12 minutes remaining uh, in the game. Uh, we made another brilliant sequence, which ended up with Andrew Shaw scoring. And it really was beautiful because becoming just like our amazing broadcaster, uh, Pat Foley said, all five guys are on the ice might have touched the puck at some point. I mean, it was strong. The, the, the line was strong. Uh, Debrinket Kane and uh, the def defenseman were Boquist and, uh, oh, it was, was it a power play? Well, actually, on the ice, it was Strom, Boquist, uh, Debrinket, Kane, and Shaw. And it and they passed it to each other, and finally Shaw tapped into the back of the goal, and that was just really beautiful to see. Six minutes later, our beautiful goal was answered with one from Detroit when Dylan Larkin got past two of our defenders, unfortunately, and after waiting some time, shot it up and past Lincoln. And I noticed sad because Lincoln was literally six minutes away from his first NHL shutout in his second NHL game. But I mean, that goal was a beauty. Minutes passed by without with Detroit pressing a little, but we all knew who the winners of this game were going to be. And ironically, by the way, as soon as Detroit uh, released their sixth attacker with three minutes left in the game, we got the puck and Yanmark scored. It was even more ironic because uh, Yanmark's shot was actually slowed down as it deflected off a Detroit stick. But even as, it, uh, even as it was going slowly, no one made an effort to stop it and we scored our fourth goal, finishing off the game 4-1 to one, and winning our first game of the season, finally. This game actually was one of our best, uh, not only this season, but also one of the best that we played last season. I personally didn't really like how we played last season, but it, this game was really good, and um, almost the whole game was well played on both ends. Both teams played well, and it was actually really fun to watch. It wasn't just us dumping in the puck and chasing after it and getting nothing done, but it was us making really nice passing plays, scoring, and uh, it was just really fun. It was a good game. Yeah, and we I can really say that they were our rivals because we tried again. We really sort of tried to win against them. They're our rivals, obviously, and they tried to play well against us. And both goalies, especially Lankinen, were amazing. Lankinen especially made some brilliant saves and was close to getting his first NHL shutout, but he didn't. But I mean, that's okay, but... Yeah, and on the other end, Thomas Grice was actually good. I was sort of disappointed with how Grice led in three goals. I remember back, um, maybe it was last season or two seasons ago, uh, he played uh, for the New York Islanders, and it was him and Robin Leonard. And it's funny how Robin Leonard actually ended up playing on our team last season. But it was him and Robin Leonard, and he was just great. Him and Leonard were pretty much uh, playing on the same level, and here he lets in three goals. Um, I mean, but yeah, he still played amazing. Lincoln still played amazingly, and I was pretty impressed with the rest of our team also. 
they sort of pitched in, and I liked how uh, Dehan scored because it's not often that a defenseman scores. Uh, it was really a good game. I hope the Blackhawks continue to win, and if you can, please follow us, like this episode, and we'll see you next time on the podcast, Hockey Kid.